0: Block Talk Radio uh, You
1: know what time it is Time to hang here with you. Mr. Cooper With Mr. Cooper With Mr. Cooper With Mr. Cooper It's the latest school From Mr. Cooper From Mr. Cooper Hey with Mr. Cooper With Mr. Cooper With Mr. Cooper With Mr. Cooper are Mr. Cooper It's the Lady school
0: Welcome to The Big Scoop with Coop. I'm your host, Coop. Guys, Season 4 is still going strong, guys. The second episode of Season 4. Make sure you go check out the website, thebigscoopwithcoop.com, where you can actually check out episodes from Season 1 all the way up to Season 4. Um, you can also catch me, of course, live on Blog Talk Radio. So tell all your family, friends, associates, even the people you don't like, let them know too, because they need a little entertainment in their life also. So make sure they tune in to Blog Talk Radio, forward slash The Bit Scoop with Coop. Um, tune in Radio, Stitcher Radio. Um, oh gosh, Facebook, um, Facebook slash The Bit Scoop with Coop. Or just Google me, guys. You'll find me. But today's enough about me, guys. But um, today, oh boy, let me tell you about this actress that I have on. When I say she has done television and movie. She has done television and movie, doing real big in the television industry, doing real big in the movie industry. Um, If you're a fan of the shows of Better Call Saul, um, also The Ridiculous Six. Um, Also, she actually done um, Shot Caller 2. She has done a lot. ABC's Killer Woman. She's been in Breaking Bad. She has actually done so much. And also Preacher. That is a hot show. But guys, enough about me. Ladies and gentlemen, well, enough about me talking, so let us go and bring on the guest. Ladies and gentlemen, the one, the only, Sarah Minnick. Welcome to the show.
1: Thank you so much, Coop. I'm so glad to be here, and I loved your intro. That was great.
0: <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. So, how you feeling the heat in New Mexico right now?
1: Oh, my gosh. It was so hot yesterday. I was doing a photo shoot, and I was just out there dying. I thought... I thought all the models were going to pass out. I thought it was going to be like, model down.
0: <laughs> well, you can, you can call that magazine or that's you On The Floor Magazine because everybody will be on the floor from that heat. <laughs>
1: so, that's i right.
0: Yes, I'm, I'm in North Carolina, so the heat index is in the 100s right now. So it's probably about 100, 101 degrees outside right now as, as we speak. So... I definitely feel you, but I think you got a little bit worse than me because Mexico, oh, gosh, I know your heat index is up there. So make sure you stay cool through this interview, Sarah.
1: Thank you, my friend. Yes, I'm in the air-conditioned house, so I can't complain.
0: That's what I'm talking about. Exactly. Now, Sarah, on this show, we do talk about how you started in your career, your success, give advice how to get into your career, and much more. So people are listening worldwide right now, Sarah, and they want to know first and foremost, when did you realize that you wanted to become an actress?
1: Well, usually for this question, I tell people, well, I've been in in front of the camera literally since the moment I was born. Like picture my dad and my mom in the delivery room, and my mom screaming her head off, and my dad's <laughs> in there with a the camera, just like, I got the best shot right now. Here comes the head. <laughs> No, he's just filming everything, which is, I guess, kind of grotesque. But uh, thats I was always in front of the camera. My dad's a photographer, and um, I ended up being with a photographer. That's just kind of my thing. But it actually, I can pinpoint the acting part of my career to back in 2005, 2006, when I did the mm-hmm. film Spring Break Massacre, and um, that's one of those sort of it, the title explains it all. <laughs> of course. So a of bunch course. of teenage or college co-eds go on um, spring break and they all get murdered. And, um, but the thing about that that made me really want to be an actress is this is the first time that I was ever on set as a, as a lead and the first time that I really got to kind of sink my teeth into a character. And although the character wasn't one of great depth, you know, she's, she's a screen queen, um, it was still quite an experience, and I remember being on set, and I think we, we actually shot in Illinois, um, and I remember being on set just thinking, this is this is what I'm meant for. This is what I'm meant to do. I'm meant to be in front of the camera. I'm meant to, to be an actress. I'm meant to speak to people through the screen and try to express the human experience and emotion and and sort of... Reality, but from that perspective, um, to the masses, that's that's what I was meant to do, and I'm gonna keep keep trying until <laughs> until I die. I'm just gonna keep doing
0: it. <laughs> it's funny you said that because I mean you were born in the camera, <laughs> you talking about dying in the camera. So I mean your your whole life will be in front of that camera. So I mean from Literally surprise from here world. <laughs> so I mean you're you're doing it. You're doing it well. I will say that. Um, And you know what, even though from the fact that you was in the camera when you were one second old all the way up to now, um, I believe, you know, even in 2005 when you actually jumped into that movie, and I believe you had that feeling right then, like you said, that this was for you. And a lot of people, I believe myself, that people see things on television and they say, hey, I can act. But when the camera gets on them, that's when they get camera shock and they don't know how to take it. So congratulations on that, Sarah. I mean, it shows that you are ready for, and your resume speaks for itself. So I just want to give you a big shout out to you and on this. Yes. Oh, yeah. Do you you have any mentors that, you know, that help guide you through your career to where you are today?
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, goodness. I, I really have to give a lot of credit to my father. He has, he was an entertainer when he was younger. He was part of a band that was popular in Southern California called Santa Fe. And um, mm-hmm. he was always a performer, always always one of those that could stand in front of a crowd and keep them captivated. And he taught me how to be confident in myself in front of a crowd, in front of a camera. He He taught me how to be okay with it because you know as you said a lot of folks get up in front of a camera and and the second that it starts rolling they're like oh my gosh what do i do what do i do and and uh, i i'm really thankful that i i don't have that problem at all in fact that i tend to to thrive in front of a camera you know like i i, I enjoy it I, there's something about that spotlight but uh, like back to what i was saying i really owe a lot to my dad and um in terms of acting influences Or are you talking specifically about personal mentors, or do you also mean like actors that influenced me?
0: Oh, all the way around.
1: Okay. Um, In terms of 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 acting influences, I would say I was always really interested in and sort of blown away by Angelina Jolie. Um, Not only because she's just a badass, you know, and she she kind of she's that sort of sexy, beautiful. Um, strong female type, but also because she's really into um, helping others and, and charity and, and bigger causes, and, and I really I really look up to that and aspire to doing that in my own career. You know, I don't just want to go get famous and make lots of money. No, not at all. Like, I, I want to, as I said before, express the human experience on screen, but I also want to uh, reach out to people. I want to help people. I want to... Do something with my life I want to contribute And so people, actors that Have that agenda Like I was really impressed by uh, DiCaprio Who uh, used his entire Award ceremony speech At this last year's I believe it was um, Oscars Or it might have been the sag After Awards To talk about climate change And to try to affect change And I think that's just Awesome Because I think that people In positions of influence like these big actors, like these famous people, um, almost have a responsibility to try to reach out to to the masses. And that's what I want to do. Right.
0: And and see, that's cool, Sarah, that you said that, because um, a lot of actors and actresses, I don't have to name any names, you've been on set, I've been in two movies myself, getting ready for my third, and you've seen the actors and actresses where you can tell where they're saying, I'm looking for fame, I'm looking for the money. And then, you know, you'll find that actor and actress that just love the industry that much where they want to contribute and contribute outside of the industry also. And I can tell that you are one of them. Um, far as it goes, that want to contribute. So, I mean, and that's cool. A lot of people feel that only time you need to act is to get famous. But if you have the love for it, I mean, it'll take you way further because, Producers, directors, publicists, agents, managers—people see it. They can tell the difference. You can sniff out the ones that's trying to be millionaires and the ones that actually love it. So, make sure you keep that mindset, Sarah. I like how you're doing right now. Um, keep that mindset of trying to help out others and just doing it for the love. So, please keep that going on. I oh,
1: will. Thank you, Coop. I appreciate you saying that. That's that's a good observation to mention. Thank you.
0: Yes, you're so welcome. Now, for the people that's listening worldwide right now, that's um, getting introduced to you for the first time, and, of course, your fans is listening right now, um, can you tell some of the people, some of the television shows, even though I named some in the beginning, but can you tell some of them or tell the people some of the shows that you have appeared in?
1: Sure. Um, I have some things coming up. I actually have quite a few television uh, appearances coming up. And I I wish I could talk more about them, but they have us on all these confidentiality agreements. But I can say keep an eye on uh, the El Ray Network. There's a a big show that's on that, and I'm not going to say what it is, but just keep an eye on it. I can also say um, there's going to be a new show coming out on Netflix that I have two episodes in. So keep an eye Uh, on Netflix TV shows that are coming out. Like I said, I really wish I could tell you details, but... (laughs) Um, people may know me for, as they've seen me on Preacher most recently, I play Cindy on Munster Swamp, and possibly yep. further, which I can't say, because, again, AMC is really big on their confidentiality agreements. Um, a lot of people know mm. me as Brenda on Better Call Saul. I had a part um, in the first season of Manhattan, which was a story about the building of the atomic bomb back in... Uh, the 1940s, 1950s era, and I played Vera, who's kind of this vixenous woman um, in in the episode called The Hive. You mentioned Killer Women, which uh, is a TV series that I think actually ended up going off air, but it mm-hmm. um, oh, it was it was a good one to, to to start with. And then I was on Longmire for two episodes. I also did uh, the TV movie Seal Team Six raid on Osama bin Laden. I did yep. Breaking Bad, the episode thirty-eight snub. I did In Plain Sight, and back way, way, way back, a long time ago, I did um, the TV movie The Second Dukes of Hazard. It's called The Beginning. Of,
0: Ooh, <laughs> and on that, I played. I remember on. that.
1: You remember that was back in the day,
0: huh? <laughs> <laughs> hey, that shows you have history right there, Sarah. <laughs> That's cool well you know, yeah i was, i
1: was i think I was like barely eighteen i was i was <laughs> that
0: was ten years ago so hey, and that shows if you can get into high quality like that, that shows that you do have skills. I've seen your work personally, Sarah, and I love it, so I've seen you I've seen what you can do, and it I mean you are a great actress, I can't even front on that, so I got to give a big shout out already for um all of these shows that you've been on, especially Breaking Bad. That that was a I miss that show. I really do. Um but of course you know we got Better Call Saul to spin off. Now, speaking of Better Call Saul, how excited were you when you found out that you received a role up there? And on Preacher? Oh my goodness. On on Better Call Saul,
1: when I found out I got that role, I I think I ran around the house doing a happy dance, jumping around and screaming. Like, it was it was hysterical. And that's kind of, when I get big roles or recurring roles like that, like on the Netflix TV show that I have coming up that I was talking about, um, I I usually just kind of lose it for a minute. <laughs> I revert back to, like, five years old and turn into just, you know freak out stage and kind of run around and my poor agent you know she's on the phone when she's telling me this and I, I feel like I may be a contributor to hearing loss later in her life because oh she probably my god hollering on the phone so much but um when I got into Better Call Saul I actually my callback was with um Vince Gilligan and um it was it was amazing you know I, I went in there and I was I was. I kind of intimidated but at the same time I just knew you know what you just got to go in there and do it and 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 um even though both Vince Gillian and Peter Gold were in there I was I was just like you know whatever these are people and it was one of my earlier uh bookings so I I wasn't quite at the the same comfort level that I am now now when I go into an audition room it's it's a little bit different story. You know, I, I go in and I, I just try to show that I'm I'm really comfortable with my job and I really enjoy it. Back then I was like, oh, I hope I don't mess up. I hope I don't, you know, make them angry or do something wrong, da-da-da-da-da. And I was so worried about how I was presenting myself that it was kind of hard to, to actually show them what I could offer. And so getting that gig, realizing that I I was able to actually book it was <laughs> – Oh, my gosh. It was such a turning point in my career. It was
0: such a turning point. Now, also, Preacher. Now, I'm not going to lie. I'm a fan of that show. I really am. Um, Now, that show right there to me, it seems like that's something that could really happen in in life some type of way. It it really does. Um, It has a, a realism feel to it. And what I mean by that for Preacher um, I, you know how people say you know spirits uh, will linger around and and you know demons and all this other stuff, but I like the show because it's showing a different prospect on how some preachers actually really think. So when you actually got into that show, preacher, did you have fun when you was on set? I really want to know that. How did how was the atmosphere behind the scenes?
1: Oh my gosh. I loved working on Preacher. So I like working on AMC shows just to begin with because I, I really like AMC. They've been really good to me. They're just a mm-hmm. fantastic network. I love their shows. But Preacher, um, it's a little bit different. It was one of the very first shows that, I, that I've that i worked on where I was actually at home enough on set to be able to develop relationships with, like, the producers and the people that were that were on set, and, and I wasn't, like, terribly intimidated. You know, it's been a process. As, a, as an actress, you don't just... Walk onto your very first set, and you're like, "Oh yeah, whatever. I'm totally comfortable. Let's do this." No, it, it's a process. You, you know, you get to a point where you can be yourself and, and be okay with it, and know that you're not going to step on anybody's toes. But for preacher, I, it was so much fun. There, there was so much kind of, I don't want to say play like it was unprofessional in any way, but but it was. These people are at play. They are doing what they nice. love. This was, this was, this is a project of passion. Right, you know Seth Rogen and 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 the folks that put this together, Evan Goldberg and I, and the people that put this together, they're not just like, oh, here's a way to make money. No, this for them was was like a dream for many 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 years. And and I remember um, when when I went to the premiere for Preacher, um, the 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 like the primary producer from AMC was giving a speech and he was talking about this having been a 20 year in the making thing. And that really came through on set because I remember uh, at one, one evening we were filming and we were kind of all packed into this hallway. I think it was actually on the episode uh, that you have seen where, where me and, and um, Clive come into the hallway and see Tulip and she's just kind of throwing some guy out the window and we're kind of standing there just like, what the heck? And um, in, in before that, before we actually shot that moment, me and, the guy who plays Clive, which is Alex Knight, and we're standing in the hallway, and Dominic Cooper and his buddies come up the stairs because it's on the second level of the Toadvine house. They come up the stairs and they've got this camera and they're just like taking pictures of everybody. And this is, I mean, I know that probably sounds really normal, you know, between me and you, but at the same time, that's that's not super normal for a network television show for the stars, their friends taking pictures. You know, you, usually that glamour is kind of, not there that not glamour, but that sort of play, that sort of fun, that sort of personal enjoyment isn't really there and it was there for that show. And we're all just, you know, being turkeys in front of the camera and just like <laughs> getting random pictures and uh I just remember loving it. Just thinking these are the kind of people I want to work with. These people love their job.
0: And and that goes back to the passion part I was talking about, when you have the love for it. It it makes it it makes time fly when you're on the set. It really does. Um, and you can have more fun that way, so you can get really more into your character. Now, talking about your character, Sarah, tell everybody that haven't watched Preacher, tell them about Cindy.
1: Okay, so Cindy is one of the Toadvine girls. So if you haven't seen Preacher already, Preacher takes place in this town. that, that, that There's just shenanigans going on in this town. There's a lot of um, quote-unquote sin. There's a lot of episode I'm on is called Monster Swamp and I think that's really a figurative representation of what they're trying to convey that this town has become kind of this swamp of monsters, you know and and, and monsters in the sense that the people are kind of all have these sort of ugly ulterior motives, but also swamp in the sense that the land is kind of being destroyed by this this big uh, mass meat producer, okay? And so Cindy um, works in this place called Toadbine, and Toadbine is a, for lack of better words, whorehouse. And there are multiple girls, many, many girls, I don't know, 30, 35 girls working here. And they they do a lot of, how do I put this, servicing to the men that work (laughs) in the meat plant. And um, there's a lot of gambling that goes on in this house. There's a lot of weird sex stuff that goes on in the house. There's a lot of just sort of monster swamp nonsense, you know, stuff. I don't even know what words to use unless you start cussing, and I'm not going to do that. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, just nasty stuff is going on, right? And so these girls, uh, you know, they're kind of involved in a lot of the happenings uh, with these these meat guys. So that's what we see in the beginning of the episode that I'm in, Monster Swamp, um, where we have the girl Lacey running through the, what we call the Bosque, um, which is a part of part of Albuquerque that's down by the river, and so it's got all these really big trees and it's kind of open land. It's creepy looking. So she's running through and they're and they're paintballing her, okay? And she falls into this hole and dies. All right, and 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 so this is a, one of the ways that the girls are sort of tied in to these meat plan guys. So Cindy is another one of these girls who's kind of stuck in this. Um, whorehouse, in this toadvine whorehouse among her, if you will, sisters. And is now, because this lacy girl died, become Clive's interest. And so it becomes her responsibility in the episode Monster Swamp to sort of take Clive away from the action when he starts an argument with Tulip. And then Tulip, you know, out of revenge or vengeance, or just, you know, she's angry. She's a little... She's, she's a little pissant. She's, you know, she's real hot-headed. Like She's going to react before she's going to... That's really what I love about Ruth Nega's character is that she plays it so well and she's actually such a down-to-earth person um, and really at peace. But anyway, so my character Cindy takes Clive away from this, leads him upstairs, they do their business upstairs, and then all of a sudden, Tulip tries to kill another guy it's thinking that it's Clive. And then Clive goes up at the door like, what are you doing? And Tulip's like, oh no, <laughs> I didn't kill Clive. Great. And so
0: Cindy sort of witnesses all this. Man, I remember that episode. I remember that. Gosh, that, that was a good episode. Everybody, if you haven't seen Preacher, make sure you go watch Preacher. Check out all episodes. Um, you can also, like I said, you'll see Sarah's work up there. Um, and when I mean Sarah's work, I'm talking about her acting, guys, the not – Her character, you'll see her character too But you guys know what I'm talking about But you'll see her acting, you'll see all of that Uh, Make sure you check out Preacher Uh, Sarah, I think I walked into that one I really do Um, Make sure you check it out So, yeah (laughs) Now, Sarah um, July 29th Is going to be the release of The Space Between Us, am I correct?
1: I think it got pushed till December
0: Oh, really? It was a
1: push? Yeah, the last I heard, the last news I heard was that it was pushed till December, but um, I'm misquoting that, but I'm pretty sure it doesn't release The Space Between Us until I just saw, we went recently to see the movie Swiss Army Man at the theaters, and um, we saw the poster for The Space Between Us, and I'm pretty sure it said December, and if I'm not mistaken, I think it's around the 21st of December. I'd have to look that up one more time, but it is, I believe, December.
0: All right. Now, people, if you all don't know what um, Sarah and I are talking about, there's a movie that's coming out that's called The Space Between Us. Basically, it's about um, the first human that was born on Mars and um, that travels to Earth. So if you're like a sci-fi person like I am, make sure you check this out in December when it releases. But Sarah, I want you to go a little bit more in depth, not too much to spoil everything, but just give everybody a brief description about the space between.
1: Okay, so this film is semi-futuristic. I mean, you know, within, within the next 25 years or so, so it's nothing too far ahead of us. But um, the concept is that the human race needs to research other options for sustaining themselves possibly on other planets. And so a team of astronauts is sent to Mars. And basically on the way to Mars they find out that the lead astronaut is pregnant and they for some reason can't turn back. They can't it's tough. She's gonna have to go to Mars and give birth on Mars and have this kid and say la vie. And so she they, mm-hmm. they arrive at Mars and they set up they set up home there and she has this baby and in the process of having this baby she dies. And don't worry, that's in the trailer so I'm not giving away any <laughs> plot points or anything. But um, she dies and this kid becomes uh, sort of the, the first kid Martian <laughs> orphan, you know, he's he's kind of stuck there with these other astronauts and uh, robot and, you know, has to, to live there and make a life there. And then eventually the uh, Earth folks come back and they say, okay, we're going to bring this kid home. Let's, let's, let's go ahead and bring him back to Earth. And realize he's, you know, from Mars, he's never experienced anything, you know, from Earth. I, I think in the trailer... We see him reacting to a horse for the first time, and he's like, what is that? You know, because it, it's, just, it's <laughs> this really creepy, weird, long-legged creature coming at him, and it, it looks very alien to him. You know, Earth is a very alien place to him. And so it follows him and, and this this love story um, of him and this Earth girl, and kind of you, you'll have to watch to see more on that. But but I think it's going to be really really pretty great i'm excited to see it i can't wait to see uh, how it came out and it's got some great acting talent the director peter chelton was just wonderful um so i'm I'm very excited
0: everyone make sure you do go check out the space between us um when it drops check out the trailer um check it all out guys this is going to be a great movie and it'll have you thinking at the same time and, like for me I believe when I watch the movie I'm gonna be thinking, okay, what if I was born in Mars and I came back to Earth? I mean, I would see stuff like, What the heck is a tree? I wouldn't know. So I mean, guys, check it out. It'll make you think hard, especially if you have one of those sci fi brains. Make sure you definitely check that out. Now, Sarah, behind the scenes, I gotta ask you about this too. Behind the scenes on the space between us, um, Was it more of like a weird feeling, or was it an exciting feeling, I mean, being on set?
1: I loved working on The Space Between Us, and I'm not just saying that at all. Um, In in the scene that I worked on, there are literally between 500 and 1,000 background actors, and it is not CG. It is live background actors, hundreds and hundreds of them. And so so I have a, a bachelor's and a master's degree in communication and specifically I studied interpersonal communication and public speaking. So I like public speaking and randomly enough this role required that I speak in front of hundreds and hundreds of people. And I was just in heaven. <laughs> now you might think I'm crazy but <laughs> a lot of people are like, Oh my gosh, I have to get up with a microphone and speak in front of hundreds of people. This girl's crazy <laughs> But <laughs> For some reason, I just thrived on it. It was such an intense feeling. I don't know if you've ever played in a band, like if you, you know, when you were in high school or middle school. But the feeling of making something together, like making music together, uh, the intense sort of rush—that's how it felt. It was, it was so intense, and I was so, oh my gosh, it was like it was like an auto high. Just being in the room with all of these people and all of these energies, and having the microphone, the one to speak, oh gosh it was it was heaven, it was amazing so
0: if you could do it all over again, would you do it?
1: Oh, are you kidding me? I'd do it every day. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's what I'm talking about day. once again, it's the love, yes, it's the it's... love. I like that now. We know that you, like I said, and we said at the beginning of the show, you've been in the camera from the day you popped out your mom up to now. So, yep. beyond the camera, when you're not in front of the camera, is there any projects or anything that you're actually have that you have going on for you that you're involved in? Yes,
1: totally. Um, I'm done with school now, so I, I, like I said, I went to University of New Mexico for a bachelor's degree and then a master's degree. Thank God that's done. Graduate school is wonderful, but it is brutal, um, <laughs> but it's done. So I think that's over. Um, But on top of that, I'm really into nature, and I'm really into plants and animals, and so in my free time, I work at, okay, everybody, hold your breath here, um, at a cactus and succulent <laughs> nursery.
0: <laughs> Whoa. Now, most
1: people are like, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> but it's <laughs> true. I literally work with cactus and succulents um, as much as I can, you know, in my free time, and the reason I do this is because I need to be touching plants. I need to be touching the earth. I need to be working with soil and, and, and nature on a regular basis, or I will lose my mind because that the acting industry is, you know, it's pretty, it's a pretty brutal industry. You know, there's a lot of yep, no's, there's a lot of egos, there's a lot of uh, rejection. There's a lot of um, just competition and challenge and, and even if you're just doing it for the passion, for the love of it, it's it's still a business, and that's it is challenging.
0: Wow, wow! So you go okay. from you so you go from the sharks of the movie and television industry to the cactuses of the plant industry. <laughs> so you're you're getting <laughs> yeah. stuck one way or the I'm other
1: pines in my fingers sometimes, and it teaches me patience because I have to wait for them to come out. <laughs> Man,
0: you know what, Sarah? I think one day somebody do a reality show on you, just to follow you from the movie and television industry all the way to the cactus industry. You're getting stuck by managers, producers, and agents. They getting stuck by a cactus. So I think well, we could call know. it the big stick. I think that'll be perfect for you.
1: Oh, Actually, I that's kind of cool tonight. I kind of like that
0: idea Yeah, I think we need to get that set up Whoever's listening right now Managers, agents, publicists Anybody, if you're listening right now I think we need to make this happen, guys Let's get this together I'm going to start a petition Sarah Minnick reality show We're going to call it The Stick Getting Stuck from Hollywood All the way to a Catness. So we're going to get this on television So uh, you're welcome ahead of time, Sarah Exactly, exactly now, um, Sarah, how can your fans actually find you on social media?
1: So it depends on what they're on. Um, if they're on Twitter, they can find me at Sarah A. Minnick, um, A for Ashley, that's my middle name. I don't, I don't um, go by Sarah Ashley Minnick. I just go by Sarah Minnick, but it's um, Sarah, at Sarah A. Minnick on Twitter. Or on Instagram, I'm at Sarah.Minnick. Or on Facebook, you can search me at actress Sarah Minnick. If you just serve Sarah Minnick, you'll find, like, 20 Sarah I, There's Shockingly enough, there's, there's like, quite a few Sarah Minnicks, which I never imagined was the case, you know, as a person uh, with an unusual last name like Minnick. You kind of imagine that there's, you know, only, like, one or two Sarah Minnicks in the world, and then there was quite a few. So I was honored to have such a popular name. And... Um, People can also find me on IMDb, and that is www.imdb.me slash Sarah That's the International Movie Database. Let's see, are there mm-hmm. any others that I'm not thinking of? Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, IMDb. Yeah, that should be it.
0: Nice, nice. Everybody, make sure you go follow Sarah so you can see what she's doing. Um, this, I mean, Sarah has an excellent career. I mean, I can't stress that enough. And make sure you follow her on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Check out her IMDb page, guys. You can learn more about her television and movie history off of that also. So follow her because she's going to the top. She's almost, I mean, she's heading that way now. So make sure you follow her on all social media so you can actually watch the rise of Sarah Minnick. It's coming, guys. So make sure you do go check out all of, her, um, all of her social media sites. So make sure you go do it. Do it right now while you're listening to this show. Now, Sarah, what is your ultimate goal as an actress?
1: Okay, so I want, obviously I want to pursue the art. I want to keep, you know, pursuing my passion and, and having the chance to play, to you know, to be an actress. But more on a meta scale, on a bigger scale, I want to gain influence for the purpose of affecting change in the minds of the masses. Um, and I mean positive change, so like I was talking about earlier with some of the big actors that use their careers and their fame, excuse me, fame and their influence to sort of promote causes that they believe in, that they think would help people on a broader scale. My, my cause is that I want young people, so young women and which is my target, but also young men um, to understand that even if they hit major roadblocks in life, so Let's say they, when they're 18, make a massive mistake and they think, oh, my gosh, it's done. I'm never going to be able to go to college or I'm never going to be able to get a good job or I'm never going to be able to be a mother or I'm never going to be able to, you know, any of the things that that they decide are their dreams, I want them to realize that you can always come back. You can always come back from those things. And this stems from my personal story. When I was 18, 19 years old, I went through some really crazy stuff, which um, I haven't released to the world yet, but I will one day when my career is a little further along. Um, But I, I thought my life was over. I thought my career was over. I thought that I would never act again, and I thought that I would never get into college. I thought that I would never be able to teach. I thought that I would always be this sort of infamous terrible person, you know, and I finally, after years and years of rebuilding my self-confidence and self-image and my understanding of, of the world and my understanding of myself, I finally realized that just because I had made a heinous mistake, a few heinous mistakes, did not mean that I couldn't come back from it, and I want other people to know that because a a lot of late teens so like 18 19 20 years old 17 years old you know even down to 16 years old they'll see themselves making these life-changing decisions and you know they'll get to a point where they're like oh great it's over i don't know what else to do i'm stuck you know and and we see that the suicide rates gone up we see that people have dropped out of college. We see that people are just, you know, wasting their life away with drugs and alcohol. And and I want to communicate the message, you know, should I gain influence, that that is not the case. You don't, you can come back. You can still, you can still do things with yourself. If I can do it, if I can come back from what I was in and get two college degrees and have an acting career, and be a healthy, happy person, and they can
0: do it too. And that's what I want to do in nice. my career. Nice. Sarah, I smell a book coming on. I definitely do. <laughs> I smell a book. <laughs> I'm telling you. Guys, make sure you do, um, once again, follow Sarah. She has an amazing story. It will be released one day. But trust me, stick around, follow Sarah from here on out, and go back to the past and look at some of her past episodes once again um, on various shows that she's been in and movies. Make sure you check out everything, guys. Um, cause I'm going to be sticking around. I'm going to be watching Sarah. I've been watching her already, so I am gonna continue to watch Sarah. So, Sarah, I know you're a busy woman. I'm not going to hold you up, but um, what advice would you give any male or female that's trying to actually come into the television and movie industry as an actor or actress?
1: I would give the advice of don't lay down your hands. Don't um, fold. Don't fold your cards. Don't give up. Because if there's one thing I've realized in this industry, there's always another role. It may take a few months. It may take a year. It may take a couple days. No matter what, there's going to be another role. You just have to be able to get through the time between the roles. So don't fold your cards. Don't lose faith in yourself. Just keep going. Keep going. Keep trying. And eventually
0: eventually something will come through. Nice. Nice. Sarah, I really enjoyed you on the show today, and I would love to have you back in the future, back on the show.
1: I'd love
0: that. All right. Guys, um, once again, before the show ends, I just want to say big shout-out to everyone that's out there in the movie and television industry that's actually doing mm-hmm. something positive. Continue to do what you do. Sarah Minnick, big shout-outs to you also. You're doing big things, girl. Continue to go down this path, and I'm telling you, bigger things are coming for you. You already know it also, the unknown, the projects that you can't speak on. I'm going to just say congratulations ahead of time because when they come out to the public, oh, boy, people will still be Mm -hmm. flocking on you more and more. So big shout-outs to you, Sarah.
1: Thank you so much. I really enjoyed uh, interviewing with you, and I appreciate you asking such insightful questions.
0: Thank you. Thank you very much. All right, guys, and ladies and gentlemen, make sure you have a great night. Until next time on The Big Scoop with Coop.